Hi, and welcome to A Couple of Average Joes. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. And this is the Movie Review Show. Go. Authorities take Secret Service agent Mike Banning into custody again for the failed assassination attempt of U.S. President Alan Trumbull again. After escaping from his captors, Banning must evade the FBI and his own agency to find the real threat again to the president. Desperate to uncover the truth again, he soon turns to unlikely allies again to help clear his name and save the country from imminent danger again. Badly directed by Rick Romanois, starring Gerard Butler, some other guy. Morgan Freeman. And that guy. I bring you angels. Oh. See, even someone as articulate and intelligent as yourself lost IQ points while you were reading that because that's how dumb this movie is. This movie is stupid. All I, right? I literally just gave up halfway through it. Yeah. It started, actually, Jada Pinkett Smith is good. And Lance Reddick, I've always liked. Tim Blake Nelson's in it. Piper Parabo. Nick Nolte. He was good in it. And Danny Houston. Yeah. So I, I, I cannot believe that I have written reviews for all three films. Okay. The first one it looked like it might be cool. You didn't want to go see it that week. I went and saw it in 2013. And I wrote my review. And I still remember to this day the picture I, I, I picked for it on, on my review, which is it has a bunch of Secret Service guys coming out of the White House front doors and they're all getting shot at the same time. So they're all doing like the, you know, the death pose where their arms are flailing in the air. The dance. Yeah. And it because it, it, it's so stupid. These highly trained professional Secret Service guys that you know that they, 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 I mean, they got, every one of them has to have this huge resume of all this shit that they've done before this. So to make them look that inept is just, it, to me, I don't want to say as an American, but as just a person with common sense, it's insulting to think that to sell a plot, you have to make characters or people that are that good at what they do look stupid and out of their element. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes ranked it as number 10 on its list of the best action movies of 2019. This is the problem. This is the problem with fucking Rotten Tomatoes owned by Universal Studios. Owned by NBC Universal Comcast. I, I wonder if it's based off of uh, fan reviews that are on that site. Ugh. Because I will tell you this. I sometimes miss being someone who isn't critical of film because... Like when I had a coworker tell me that we I should go see this movie because it's actually better than the other ones and it, it's got a really good story and blah blah blah, you know. And I I knew it was still gonna suck, but I was trying to take his word for it. And we we went and saw this movie because there was nothing else out. And I I wanted to I wanted you to see Ad Astra, so I was like, fuck, you know, let's go see it again. I'll go see it again because I, I want that's movie. one of those movies I want to see more than once anyway. The more that you push me into seeing something, I don't want to. Yeah, see I know you're anti-rape. I I get it. Okay, I'm fine with that. Thank you. So, so yeah. So instead, we we both had to suffer through this turd of a film, and um, <laughs> so yeah, I I had to write a third review, you know, because the, the first one sucked, second one sucked. And now, guess what? <laughs> hey, at least they're consistent, right? They're consistent with the sucking. So when it first starts off, and it's got you know, it's got him doing the training montage with that with that Blackwater type group, and it was okay, you know, kind of stupid, but it was okay. And it sets up you know him knowing Danny Houston's character, and and then it goes to him like visiting the doctor, and the doctor's talking about you know uh, painkillers and. And how um, he's taken on so much damage, you know, through all of the shit that he's done. 
in his career that, you know, he's one incident away from being damaged for like being, you know, permanently damaged for life, you know, like, like you can't even walk anymore kind of shit. Right. So, I mean, that right there should be an indicator that he can't do anything anymore. Cause in real life, if you're that messed up, you can't do stuff. You just can't, you're done. And, but what happens is this guy is just coated in convenient plot armor throughout the entire film so that, oh yeah, when he's not in the middle of action, he can just like limp around and be all sympathetic and, and, uh, and, you know, pop his painkillers, you know, and, and, and hide it from everyone. Right. So, and then all of a sudden, once the adrenaline kicks in and his life is in danger, all of a sudden he can jump from moving vehicles. You know, he can get into horrendous car accidents and shit and, and he can just, he can run away from them, you know? And, oh, sure. He might have a little limp in his step or something, you know, to, to sell it. But overall, <laughs> it's bullshit. Because no, I mean any one of these any one of these incidents that happened to him should have put paralyzed him after what his doctor said to him. Your vertebrae is so messed up in certain spots that you know you could have a spinal you know injury anytime. So all right, whatever. Then you have the stoop before the attack on the president. You have him the the most obvious setup to who the villain one of the villains is going to be when Danny Houston visits him at his house and they they are eating together with his family. And Danny Houston's character is talking about we're old lions, you know, and I miss the action and all this shit. And I already knew right there. I, I mean, maybe it's because I've seen so many movies. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I noticed from the get-go that this guy is going to be a turncoat. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be because it's going to be based on the shit that he said, right? Because you, you taught me this a long time ago. The first few minutes of a movie telegraphs the ending in one way or another. And so what he was saying about being old lions and stuff, I was like, this is going to come into play by the end of the film. You know, I thought it could be one of two ways. It could either be where he gives his life to save Gerard Butler at the end, you know, the old lions code or some shit, or he's going to be the villain. But I was way leaning towards him being the villain because he's running this Blackwater group, right? Which, you know, anything that's always, anytime you have like some um, group that's not, you know, restricted by government, you know, restrictions. I, I want to use that word twice, of course. And, um, you know, you know they're going to go rogue in some kind of way or whatever, right? Because it happens in every action movie. So yeah, boom, there you go. So Danny Houston's character is working with someone, someone who's you know got the right voice when he talks to you, and and you don't you don't know who it is, but you know it's going to be some big reveal later in the movie, right? And I mean. I, I for most of the movie I think I, I was thinking it was going to be like the head of Secret Service, but luckily the movie was smart enough to not do that again because they already did that with the first movie, where the head of Secret Service turned on everybody, right, so that the the White House could get attacked. So instead, uh, it was it was oh you know oh spoiler alert it turns out to be the vice president you find out at the end played by Tim Blake Nelson, and it just felt so dumb that he was able to pull all these strings with no one else or at least the film not showing anyone else being involved with it except for the vice president and the whole Blackwater group ran by Danny Houston. That was it for him to be able to get the shit done that he got done with having the president attacked and all this, you know, all knowing all the routes and all that other shit and no one else knowing about it, or at least the film showing that no one else, you know, it, it made no sense. It just, it was, the movie is full of all these plot conveniences just to keep pushing the story forward. When in, in many terms, it's holding the film back big time because it's just so dumb. And, you know, I was really hoping that, you know, cause when it first started off the first, like before the president gets attacked 
at the beginning of the, you know, like in the first, what, 20 minutes or so, I was like, okay, this is going decently and I hope that it can hold it. You know, that was a hopeful side of me. And then all of a sudden the president gets attacked while he's, you know, fishing. And of course, once again, secret service guys are just standing around holding their guns, staring around in the air. Like, what is that? What's going on up there? You know, like, <laughs> no. And then, oh, there's a van down the road that's controlling all of these. these by the river? Yeah. <laughs> van by the river. D- controlling all these drones, right? And you you mentioned how these things can instantly do facial recognition on all these characters while they're flying at hundreds of miles an hour, right? And all this shit, right? Just all the plot convenience. And, um, and then everyone dies except for the president and Gerard Butler. And then conveniently... The van is left down by the river, and they put a piece of Gerard Butler's hair across the keyboard. I mean, can you get more fucking obvious about a setup than that? I mean, come on. These are professionals. They, they, they do this shit all the time. They, we, we took skin flakes and hair from his helmet that he was, he was wearing while, yeah. while he was... Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then, oh, there's $10 million in an offshore bank account. And all this shit, right? And, oh, God. And, like, dude, this guy has saved the fucking country multiple times. Not just the country. The guy, the the entire upper government. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is a national treasure. And for him to be instantly treated that way, when he's the only survivor of the attack on the president besides the president himself. And who, he was found floating next to the president. Yes. Okay. Which makes it highly inconvenient for him to be able to go... Yeah. However many yeah. feet or miles back to mm-hmm. the van and leave his DNA at the van. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. And then, it, it, and it's and it's you know like two pieces of evidence. And I look, and I know that someone could say say, oh well, the the vice president was in control of all this, but I will say this: How is it that no one else was monitoring the president and everything? Only just this group, just this group of Secret Service guys. That's it. No one else is on communications or anything. You know, you're making sure that for hundred the you know, police, yeah, that that have to monitor them, yeah, road closures and all that shit, right? Nothing, right? No monitoring, no nothing. It, come on, dude, it, it's just so stupid. I, and then, <laughs> so then, of course, he wakes up and he in the hospital and he's got handcuffs on, you know, and he's like, you know, you know, in his you know his Scottish trying to be American voice, <laughs> Gerard Butler. Man, every year, every time we see him in another movie, his mouth gets more mushy, you know, like a. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know, like he's losing Sylvester Stallone. Something, right? I, I like Gerard Butler. I've never had a, a problem with Butler in any of these films. Like, like in the second one, he was the only saving grace in the second one, where he was his character didn't give a shit, and he just said whatever he wanted, on PC or whatever, and he kicked ass. And I was fine with that. But in this movie, um, he, he, I don't even have a problem with him in this movie either. It's, it's just everything else around him that is just dumb, you know? I mean, this guy's cashing his check, right? So he can buy, you know, live in his castle in Scotland or wherever he lives, <laughs> you know, in between films. But just the just the audacity of these writers to think that that the audiences are that stupid. But actually, well, it, it, uh, what thinking about this movie? Hold on a second. Yeah. So we had discussed the fact that Gerard Butler was trying to assassinate the president. Yeah. And he's holed up in in a hospital, right? Yeah. With the same in the same hospital as the president, yeah, in the same hospital, this threat, this major threat. So, 
quote unquote. Everybody knows where the president is at. Yeah. Have you ever seen that in your life? If the president has to go to the hospital, have you ever seen a news report where they disclose the location of the fucking president of the United States? No. No, but in this movie, everybody on the planet knows that he's at fucking <laughs> he's at the hospital yeah. that they're going to blow up. <laughs> Where's the light up sign with the arrow that says, "Here's the back door, not guarded." Yeah. <laughs> And and on top of that, they escort Gerard Butler out of the hospital in prison orange. God. <laughs> yeah. In front of live cameras. In front of live cameras. And then there's only two escort vehicles with his that's transporting him. Okay. And yet, and no one's tra- keeping an in- constant track of them. You know, this, this huge, this traitor, this huge, you know, um, quote unquote, you know, threat to, to uh, America, right? To our government and everything, right? Um, but only he only needs two cars to, you know, gu- guide him. And look, someone that was able to pull off something like this, they already know he was connected to some huge organization that's trying to do this. So wouldn't they take precautions because they know that that the people that, that quote-unquote, hired him to do this job, right, to take out the president, wouldn't they also, wouldn't it be in their best interest to either break him free or kill him, right? So that you know, there's less, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, loose ends. So, but no, they tried to break him free. No, I know that, but I'm saying about our government, right? Not having more protection and not having a full monitoring system on this guy while they're transporting him. It was just dumb. Well, no, they have they have GPS trackers on the fucking vehicles. And then they find out later, like like a little bit later, that they were attacked. That's, yeah, it, it I know. Just, That's it, what I mean. It's just like. Well, the the vehicles never reached their destination. And GPS shows them at this point. Go find them. God, yeah, it's just like even on police cars. Yeah, these cars, they have managed to hack these cars and shut everything down, including the engine. Yeah, cell phones, everything, which basically means that they EMP'd the system. <laughs> yeah, with a hack, they EMP'd it with a hack. Yeah. And then this is where the movie turns into The Fugitive and then becomes also Hard Target, where, you know, he's in the orange jumpsuit. He's running from people trying to, you know, capture or kill him, right? He's not sure. And, and then he comes across the Michigan militia. Yeah. Or the West Virginia militia. Yeah, and, I mean, and that was kind of funny, but, I mean, it was still stupid at the same time because you could tell the movie was probably making fun of, like, Trump supporters or something, right? No, they were making fun of militias. Well, it, it just seemed funny, right? So... Uh, but I mean, it was convenient that they were using Russia, which is a topic of the day. Yeah, and then, and then, look, I understand that they wanted to use you know a certain plot convenience to get his father involved for, for the movie, but the fact that you know, like, like Gerard Butler's character is tracking his father for all these decades, and his father's been all over the place, and then right when this incident happened, it's conveniently only within a few hundred miles or less of where he gets ambushed that now he can just all of a sudden go to where his father's at. And his father's got this whole fucking, this whole, you know, setup of bombs and booby traps all over the place. You know, it, I mean, look, it was fun, but it was still, it just felt so forced and, and fake at the same time. And thank God Nick Nolte's character was able to sell it. And he's the only reason that I didn't, I didn't do a, do a you and just, point both middle fingers at the screen, you know, because Nick Nolte Nolte was hilarious. And I love this character. And he's able to sell 
the fact that even his character knew that he was full of regrets and things like that. And his character made me want to like this movie more. Made me want, it made me wish for them, them to uh, the writers and whoever else to have put more effort into doing a much better job with this instead of just turning it into a, a fugitive hard target ripoff. And if that movie, if the movie could have focused on their relationship more and done something cool with them instead, instead of this this contrived bullshit of the just a rehash of what's already happened before, they, this would have been awesome. This could have been a you know could have been a good movie, and but instead no. So instead, we just get a, a tease of how good it could have been with Nick Nolte's character, and so, um, so, and then finally, you get the reveal, right? You get the reveal that oh, it is uh, Danny Houston's character, and and you know he's, you know he's like, hey, sorry, and he starts explaining on the phone to Gerard Butler about oh yeah, yeah sorry, I got to do this, brother, you know, lions, blah blah blah. I'm like get the fuck out of here. I mean, Gerard Butler's doing the fugitive version, or him, sorry, he's doing the angel has fallen version of the fugitive, where he's leaving clues to prove his innocence and point towards the bad guys before the FBI gets there, right? Just like what Harrison Ford did for Sam Gerard's character in The Fugitive, right? Leaves these clues, like, hey, the one-armed man, motherfucker, right? So, <laughs> the straight-up ripoff, right, of The Fugitive. And it even says it on the movie poster for Angel Has Fallen, you know, where the hero becomes the fugitive. Like, get the fuck out. Oh, come on. So, uh, and then, and then of course, if you, anyone has seen Hard Target with, with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, that um, Wilfred Brimley's character, the uncle, you know, the, the Cajun uncle, that's pretty much what Nick Nolte's character is in this movie. Got to take my penis medicine. <laughs> yeah, and have uh, some Quaker Oats, right? <laughs> and... You know, so, and then oh, just certain stupid, like, con- more conveniences with the, with the whole movie where, for example, it goes back to, um, you know, uh, uh, Butler's family's house. And right when these, these bad guys are showing up to kidnap her and her kid, right, because they're, they're going to be leverage. And, of course, Nick Nolte's character, who looks like he never gets any exercise or anything, is able to... F- yeah, we, we had to sneak around back yeah. uh, between the houses that have no fences and the 24-7 cops that are there. Yeah. And the press yeah. that's surrounding the entire house. And probably helicopters, too. No doubt. Yeah. But these two guys were able to sneak the fuck in. And Nick Nolte. <laughs> too, right? So, well, who's going to pay attention to an old guy? I know. But it, like, he could live there, right? You know, you don't really... Like, half the time, you don't pay attention to the old gray guy. The yeah. old guy's a gray, because... We, no one cares anymore. Yeah, no one gives a <laughs> shit. It's like, oh, it's just an old guy. He's just walking, right? Old man river. Don't. <laughs> That's the point. That it's, is so awful. I know you're going to have the vibration. All right. And and as 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 he's just, you know, he could just be walking and then just slip around the corner or go to another house and yeah. then... And and, and and that's what those two guys could have done. They could have been just like fake jogging, right? Yeah. And then just walked into a garage, you know, walked into a, yeah. a, a driveway and then cut across. Even though they're they're in undercover civvies, you know. I you, thought they were they were in regular civvies. They, well, no, they they look like like guys that you know are undercover, but they're in civvies. So like, you know, the tight jeans and all that shit and then all that's you know missing is just the badge with a chain around their neck, you know? Oh, I, I didn't see that. So. Yeah. So it just, I mean, their shirts are tucked in and everything. It just, uh, anyway, I, that was way too convenient for Nick Nolte's character to be there right when, when she's going to get kidnapped, right? And then no one noticing anything. It, okay, sure, I'll buy that. 
and and then oh god then there's got the big attack where all of the, once again secret service advisors or secret <laughs> service agents don't know what the fuck is going on they're getting attacked they're getting killed left and right and then we have the the big or you know then the whole uh, the the hospital gets gassed right and then you say, why don't they turn the power off? Turn the fucking power off. And then right after you said that, then this Lance Reddick's character says to you know one of the computer their computer tech guys, goes, why don't you just shut the power off? And the guy goes, it's too late. The place is already too full of gas. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> right? So. Yeah, it, because you could fill up a fucking hospital that's full of windows. Yeah, full that, of windows. That isn't porous at and, all. And doors. And doors. Yeah. And and doesn't have any uh, you know ventilation yeah. at all, especially emergency yeah. ventilation. Can't even turn the ventilation for, on for fucking hazardous waste. Like oh, I don't know, somebody dying. Yeah, and all their gases in the body expelling. Yeah. Oh no, wouldn't have any hazardous waste ventilation. Yeah. But so then, but yeah. sure as shit, you could fucking fill up a basement and not have to ever turn off the goddamn power. Yeah. So then, when a clever thing does happen in this movie, like when Gerard Butler. He does the decoy thing where he sets it up to make it look like the president's being hidden in this corner. And it's and, and then, you know, so then when the bad guys attack there, then come to find out that the president isn't there. That was smart. That was a clever thing for the movie. But it didn't matter because the rest of it's all shit surrounding it. So it was like it just felt like a complete waste of time because I didn't really care. I didn't really care if, you know, Morgan Freeman's character got, you know, got killed. You know, kind of like Aaron Eckhart's president character got killed in the last movie. So, um and then, uh, and then, okay. At the end of the, the movie ends, and then who gets arrested? Right? The movie, it just the bad guy, just the vice president. There's oh, the, you, you totally skipped over I'm the not, fact I'll, that I'll, Jada Pickett Smith and yeah, and, I'll, and I'll, her buddy got murdered. Yeah, and I'll go back to them in a second. I, but the vice president, he gets arrested, right? You know, and they do it in this dramatic Shakespearean way where Morgan Freeman comes in and fucks with him, right? And it was all right, but the problem is, is that he's the only one that they they show getting arrested. You know they don't mention nor show any um, any of the um, conspirators that were working with him to get this shit going. Nobody, nobody. So that that was just dumb. Really, really. Well, I I didn't have a problem with that because who gives a shit? <laughs> it's just like you just want it to end, right? <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> They made their point. The yeah. vice president got arrested. So, yeah. Then you go back to Jada Pinkett's character, who's pretty much Sam Gerard. That's not going back. You completely skipped over that entire That's sequence. because I don't fucking care. I, 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 I know. I know. So, you go to Jada Pinkett, who's pretty much Sam, you know, um, Sam Gerard's character from The Fugitive, where she's trying to find the truth, but she's also trying to catch, uh, you know, uh, Butler's character. And... She, well, they're, they're, she's not trying to find the truth too hard because she yeah. immediately says, oh, did you know that your husband had a $10 million uh, offshore account? Yeah. Which they could have checked and and they could have seen where the money came from. Yeah. If it came from, I mean, relatively all I have to do is just trace the money back because ugh, Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, well, it's jumping from here to here to here to here to here. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and why At didn't all. what what in real life wouldn't they have not just kept her house under surveillance? Wouldn't they have taken her into custody and had her at some facility or something to what, keep eye on her? No, I, I, I just you know under some kind of protection. If he's connected to something that huge, no, I uh, I find hard to buy. No, because you, you you use those people as bait. Possibly, yeah. So because at some point they're going to return. Yeah. So they fly. So she gets in with a, one other agent and a pilot 
in a helicopter and they go to the Blackwater group. Hold right? on, hold what? on. Not not just one other agent, her her partner. Yeah. And they requisition a helicopter undercover. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I say that in quotes because it's not undercover. They did it without telling anybody. Yeah. And, you know, they did this uh, uh, on the, uh, on the, what is it? On the sly, on the, on, on the, the down, QT. On the down low. On the down low, on the QT, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're, you're telling me that the FBI allows agents just to, Take a helicopter without letting anybody know where they're going and not bringing any backup. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. So then, of course, what happens? They show up. There's a little discussion. They die. Right? And Danny Houston's like, oh, we got to go to plan B. Which is stupid. <laughs> why, why the fuck would you murder two people when you could show them what's going on? You have a fucking... You're supposed to have, like... The, the best computer tech in the world. Yeah. And and he can't fudge a couple of fucking screens to show them what's going on. Yeah. You know? All because, the stuff they've been doing, right? Because yeah. Because they're not going to have their computer. They don't have their computer expert with them and guarantee you that they don't have the fucking same skills as that guy yeah, does. Because realistically, if they killed those agents, they would have the entire government on their ass like that instantly. Well, you don't know that. I, there would have been something. There would have been some major force coming at them. Okay. Within seconds, you know what I mean. Come on, I didn't. You know what I mean. Okay, I look. You don't have to. Be, it doesn't have to be literal. Okay, but very quickly there would have been a response. Okay, a, a large response. So I mean, who's going to tell them? They're all dead. That's what I mean. They're not being monitored, tracked. Nothing. It was just going back to what we were talking about. Right. So then you have the final battle. And you have Danny Houston's character. And I was, God, I knew where this was going to go. And it's on the rooftop. Oh, it's all got to be on a goddamn rooftop, right? And Danny, Danny Houston's character gets a, gets a gut shot. And now he's dying. The bad, the bad CG he's, background. He's dying. And now Gerard Butler has this understanding look at him like, I understand why you did what you did, but you have to die now. <laughs> it's like. And it, it it just uh, it felt so forced and so stupid. This guy has dozens of people have just been murdered because all the because that this is what this movie boils no, down no, to. No, 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 and half the wing of a fucking hospital has yeah. been destroyed. Yeah, okay. If you think about it, this entire movie boils down to Danny Houston's character just wanted to feel the rush of battle again, so he felt he felt like a lion. That was it. That's why he was willing to get in bed with the with the vice president and do all this shit just to fuck over all these people just so he could feel the rush of a battle again. That was it. He didn't care about anything else. It was dumb. It was so stupid. Well, well, it okay. This this whole movie could have been avoided if he had just had fucking patience for three days <clears throat> because uh -huh. Gerard Butler was given the director's position. Yeah, and he was going to put in a word for for. Salient is the name of the company. Yeah. He's going to put in a word for Salient. The Blackwater, yeah, knockoff, yeah. And and have them have them be a contractor, mm -hmm. right? And who's going to go against the word of one of the fucking top Secret Service agents around? Yeah. Oh, you're recommending these guys? Yeah, they're really good. We should give them a contract. Yeah. So you couldn't wait fucking five days. Five fucking days. No, they wanted to set up a patsy, you know, so that they could take out the president, and then the vice president could be in position of power now. Five, five days, and you could have had a contract. Or, yeah. 
you all end up dead. I can't even remember what was what was the vice president's agenda again. I I don't even fucking remember. Russia. It, it, it just like it didn't it didn't even matter. And and then also yeah oh like they're gonna just instantly come on TV without trying to talk to anybody. Uh, you know, like from you know the Russian government or anything, they're just going to start immediately pointing the finger at another nuclear power. Well, again, that's Hollywood. <sighs> we yeah. have to go after the Russians because because it's it's the um, it's the talk of the, the town. scapegoat it's, of it's, the moment. It's it's the um, yeah. It's the Facebook thing. It's <laughs> it's the you know the manipulation of me- media and blah 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 yeah, blah yeah, yeah. everything you know it's like i said it's the, it's top of mind it's, well, yeah, it's and the it, most and recent it, news and it's easy to talk about too because russians are white so <laughs> you can you can knock um another nation that has white people in it because you know because you don't want to you know bring up middle east anymore because if you do you're maybe you're racist if you do so uh but let's not get more political than we already have yeah right? let's let's go the social justice warrior route please <laughs> so this movie, of course, sucks, and there's not, besides Nick Nolte, there's no redeemable qualities to it. It's a waste of time. It's insulting as a moviegoer for me. I don't ever want to see it again. I don't want to see any of the Olympus, Angel, London Has Fallen movies done. I, I'm done with this shit. And if they make a fourth one, I hope it's in hell. That's all I got. All right. I'm done with this. I I, I don't want, I don't want to give in this film any more of my energy. I spent an hour writing a review for it. Fuck this movie. Done. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Ta-da. <laughs>